Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Welcome, everyone. Today on Housing Wire Daily, I'm joined by HW Plus Director Brenna Nath to talk about the July issue of Housing Wire Magazine, which features marketing leaders and an article on increasing minority homeownership. We have a lot to talk about. So, Brenna, welcome back to the podcast. So excited to be here. It's always a treat. Uh, We love having you on. And as normal, we have you on when the magazine goes live. So tell me about the July issue of Housing Wire magazine. First off, I can't believe we're in July, if you can believe it. Someone asked me the other day for this issue and I go, oh, it's been live for a couple of weeks. What? It's right here and realized it was still the middle of June. So we have not (laughs) published the July issue yet. But this issue is um, one that's near and dear to my heart, not only because I was able to pen a feature in it, but it, it focuses on a great topic, which I think is important for us to talk about even more than just one month, which is minority homeownership. But it also features our awards and of course, the other sections that you and I love, Sarah, like kudos and parting Shaw and the commentary. So it's really packed with many great perspectives in it. But what really made this one stand out are those two things to me, which is the 2022 marketing leaders. And for those who weren't aware, this is our second year doing this award, along with the fact that I was able to write a feature in it, which I have not written a feature in a while. So this one's more of a Q&A, but both were a treat to be able to include. It's a great feature and very timely. Let's first talk about the marketing leaders. Like you said, this is our second year. And when you think about it, boy, over the last year, but say even over the last three months and going forward the rest of this year, marketing is you know more important than ever. We've got a really rapidly changing rate environment. We have home prices starting to cool off. We have, but they're still historically high. So the competition for the borrower at the end of that is really, really uh, fierce. And so I think it's right that we're we're recognizing these marketing leaders and a lot of them. We have a lot of them from lenders this year. That's not always the case. Sometimes it's more. Um, skewed to one side, but we have um, Stephen Winokur, Angel Oak Lending, right? So I, I think that you know the non-QM lenders in in the pay, in the periods of rate volatility are really especially important, um, and and just the fact that they you know the non-QM is one of those things that as refis fade, now that be- comes to the fore. It's like okay, all of those borrowers who maybe are still really worthy borrowers, but aren't your normal W two, aren't going to fit into that credit box. Um, that, that most of the loans do, that becomes really important. So I feel like, you know, uh, Angel Oak is right there at it. Um, and then we have, you know, the more traditional letters. We have Lauren Miller, uh, VP of Marketing at UWM. Um, UWM, of course, is is being very aggressive with their pricing. They announced last week that they're dropping rates by 50 to 100 basis points across all loan types. Um, that kind of marketing takes a, a very coordinated effort and, and they are being very aggressive. Other lender marketers on the list include David Arnett, the CMO of Cherry Creek Mortgage, Ashley Honoré-Smith, SVP at Finance of America Reverse, Bev Thorne, CMO of Sprout Mortgage, Bejoy John, SVP at New Res, Casey Hubris, CMO of Rocket, Cheryl Hayes, SVP at Prime Lending, Jessica Swink, VP at Atlantic Bay Group, Melissa McGrath-Klosmeyer, the VP at Amerihome, Melissa Wright at American Pacific, James Polinori, the CMO of Geneva Financial, James Duncan at Thrive Mortgage. Um, 
And uh, I mean, that that's a ton of people. And some of those are very familiar to us. We we report on them often or we talk to them often. Some of those are, are newer to us. So it's great to see a really robust roster of, of lender marketers on this list. Yeah. To your point, um, while wow, there's many people probably for all the awards that we get to interact with from Women of Influence Insiders, we see those names often in our newsroom to our company. The marketing leaders, I think what's unique about them is we often see them because they're the ones announcing the strategic changes or your point, the creative pivots. One word in here that really stood out to me was um, carefully orchestrated. And I think that really sums up the themes in this list is... We talked maybe, what was it, Sarah, two years ago, three years ago at one of our conferences about um, uh, the agile marketer. And I don't think at that time we even understood just how <laughs> we had much, no idea what was coming, <laughs> yeah, how agile and the agility needed in the marketing space. And throughout all of these winners, especially all the lender ones that you listed to the real estate, to the tech companies and the other you know, ones listed on our list of 50 winners, that is something that you're seeing is no one could have predicted the last two more years of the pandemic. And they've all pivoted in unique ways and carried various themes throughout it in this carefully orchestrated how to get these companies to navigate 2021, 2022, especially this last year, since that's what our, our awards focus on. Well, and, and you think about the fact that now in the last three months, four months, we've seen the layoffs. So you have some marketing challenges. But, you know, from our perspective, it's always in these cases where you really see marketers shine, right? You have some bad news for your company and maybe the way that it, you know, we, we know that layoffs are almost across the board at this point. It hasn't been everybody. Um, I don't think we've had uh, Rocket or UWM have layoffs. You have had some people be incentivized if they want to take, you know, if they want to leave. But we are, you know, even just now in the newsroom, there's more layoffs that we're, that we're reporting on. So the, And layoffs are just a, a fact of our industry. It's cyclical. But as the people who are heading the marketing department in charge of some of that, so you have internal and external marketing that you really have to make sure that you're, you know, that you do that in the right way and that's presented in the right way. So lots of challenges this year, lots of opportunity this year. What are some of the other things that you see from this list? One thing that stood out that actually continues to stand out even beyond our marketing leaders. So I would venture to say it's a theme across the mortgage, real estate, housing, finance space right now is rebrands or digging deeper into your brand. And so you saw it in people like Dawn Perry. She's the SVP of Strategic Cross Brand Marketing at Anywhere Real Estate, which I'll dive into her a little bit more in a second because Anywhere Real Estate probably rang the bell there. You have people like Ashley, who you mentioned earlier, Ashley Honoree Smith. She's the SVP of Brand Marketing and Strategic Communications at Finance of America Reverse. Notice again, strategic is I think in a lot of these people's titles for a reason. Um, she's at a company far, um, Finance of America Reverse, who have many brands underneath them. And so something that she is credited with is really just creating the company's new brand and enhancing its people first culture. So this is like reoccurring theme that you see that digging down, digging deeper into the brand that people have. Um, and then another big one, which goes into the other side of the industry, which is mortgage insurance. Um, you have someone like Erica Martin, who's the senior director of marketing at Enact Mortgage Insurance, similar to Anywhere Real Estate. 
Enact is one of those newer names in the space, but you might know it more closely as Genworth Mortgage or formally, not more closely, but formally as Genworth Mortgage. And she's another person who she, within the last year, so once again, our awards really focus in on what have these people accomplished in the last 12 months. And so for Martin, she successfully led her team through an extensive rebrand. There's that rebrand again, and her new team integration, um, along with an IPO. So IPOs are something we've talked about, Sarah and I, quite a few times throughout a lot of these awards is how many people went through an IPO the past few years. But a, a sub theme for this one would be a rebrand. And I would even point to an article that published um, early this year, which was interesting because last year, last year, last June, we had someone from Realogy on the cover and that was right as they were going through the rebrand. So we have an article on realtrends.com that I'd recommend that kind of dives into this rebrand, but I think it gives a good, not case study, but a deep dive or insight into this theme that I just mentioned that's in the marketing leaders. And for the CFO, Charlotte Simonelli, who's also been an award winner, also a theme here of just our winners being great sources for us. She says it's um, the on on terms of the rebrand as she's discussing it with uh, our reporter, Brooklyn Hahn. She says it's sort of a beacon of hope. And within the article, they kind of dig into the reasonings for why they really thought that the new brand meant to signify how they can meet this consumer anywhere on their journey and how they want to transact residential real estate in the future. And it's more of a theme for the future and where they're going and where they want to drive real estate to look and feel different. And for those who aren't familiar, um, Anywhere Real Estate, formerly Realogy, is this grouping of brands. So they have the consumer-facing brands such as Sotheby's, Corcoran, Coldwell Banker, Century 21, Better Homes and Garden Real Estate. Um, so it's like better known as the parent company of all of these consumer-facing brands. And so they rebranded that parent company and then really dug into like, this is why why we changed. And they go everywhere from that to um, really showing the company's decision to pivot into more of a direct-to-consumer marketing investment. And that's something I think you can see even if you go back and look into Genworth Mortgage Insurance, now Enact Mortgage, which was in the last 12 months. Um, you could see that rebrand at play and their reasoning why behind that. And even outside of these leaders, been on conversations over the last week with companies as we've been working on webinars and lunch and learns with companies saying, oh, we just rebranded to this. So this is the new company and having to start integrating this language within our newsroom and within our content studio formally, da, da, da. So that's a theme that I think you're not only seeing in these marketing leaders, but something to watch as we go forward is how people are going to either reband as we have to pivot into this purchase-driven market. You mentioned non-QM, how they're kind of going to their products, or maybe they're doing mortgage um, M&A activity, uh, merchant acquisitions, and they're rebranding out of that and companies are combining together. So um, this underlying, if you, for lack of a better word, I keep saying theme. Well, and, you know, to your point, uh, Anywhere Real Estate, formerly Realogy, huge brand, huge initiative to rebrand. And as anyone knows, there's there are risks with that, right? I mean, you have great recognition already, name recognition. So, you know, pulling off a successful rebrand is is no small task. But in the end, if, if you can do it successfully, it can be huge. I think about Nation Star going to Mr. Cooper. Um, that was a, a big rebrand in the, on the servicing side. So, very interesting there. Um, I left off a couple of the uh, a couple more lenders, so I wanted to make sure that that I got them there. Hang on just a second. And um, we have Rich Smith, uh, CMO at PenFed Credit Union. 
And Haley Parker um, at Fairway, right? Independent Mortgage Corp. She's someone that we have um, talked to before. I think at that um, uh, Agile Marketing Conference that we had, she was one of our speakers because they do a pretty incredible job. Huge, huge company and and a, a growing team there. So really fun to see all of those and fun to see all of the uh, solution providers on here. Because again, as you have mortgage companies needing to cut costs, um, get, you know, get their costs in line, then they are looking to their um, technology partners to really step up. And so the marketing that those technology partners are doing now, in many ways, more than ever, they need to make sure they're they're reaching their audience of mortgage lenders or or uh, re- uh, real estate providers, whatever it is, uh, real estate brokerages. And so we see a lot of those on this list um, and a lot of really innovative things they're doing. I completely agree. And I think I noted this at the beginning, but what's amazing to see is this is our second year of this award um, and couldn't think of a better timing for it because of everything we've just listed here. So a lot of these these winners um, in our second class of marketing leaders have really just kind of stepped up to show how companies are really shifting. I think it, this list, like all of our award programs really shows to the our whole theme, our theme at Housing Wire of all, all things housing, because you do have those lenders. You also have um, some really great real estate brokerages, real estate teams. You have title, you have appraisal. We've got Amrock on there, right? We've got um, the closing thing. We have escrow tab. We have Tavon. We have, yeah, I mean, there's just like across, across the ecosystem, of of everything involved in home buying, whether that's real estate, mortgage, title, appraisal, and and all the tech that makes it possible. So I think that's one of the things we strive for on these lists is to really give people a whole um, view of the entire ecosystem. And I think you and I not too long ago, Sarah, recorded a podcast about how how we are editorial selection committee for the winners, which you and I have been on for some time now. And diving into, um, yes, these people have done things for a long time, but really digging into what did the past year look like? So they give a great insight into how the 12 last 12 months have shaped the industry in XYZ form. So whether that's um, our tech trendsetters or our rising stars, it's showing this great look into the big challenges and trends or changes that happened in the last 12 months. I love that you brought that up because truthfully, <laughs> you and I, we, um, when we're, when we're part of a, a larger selection committee and it's always hard when we, when we know somebody or, or are familiar with somebody that has done, we think a good job or, you know, we can, you can see some of the fruits and then there, but the write up that they send in, whoever that is, whether that's them or, or someone, you know, um, doing that on their behalf it can it can be really painful to have a really bad submission when you know that this person's doing good work but that's the submission that we're judging against all the other submissions right so i would i would encourage everyone to go listen to that podcast that we did because we really dive into like this is what we're looking for here's here are some things that help you and here are some things that hurt you when you have a submission because it it pains us we want everyone to win we have we can't we can't recognize everyone they're very competitive um, award programs, all of them, they just get more and more competitive every year. And, uh, it is, it is a very, it is a very competitive market. So I, I want people to do that, put their best p- foot forward when it comes to their nominations. I agree. 
Well, let's talk a little bit about the rest of the magazine. Let's talk about your feature, which is on how um, the housing market can really grow the number of minority homeowners. I would love to give some backstory on this feature. This feature has been a long time coming. You'll see in the Take 5, who, as along with this feature, I had the pleasure of interviewing Delilah Ramos, who is now the founder of Love & Tacos Media. She's been a very vocal advocate um, or voice in this industry, I guess is a better word, through her work at NAMBA, through her work at different lenders. She's just really held uh, several kind of diversity um, and inclusion roles at various lenders and has now gone off onto her own to found Love and Tacos Media. But her and I were chatting probably not a year ago, but maybe it's a year ago now that it's July. I think it was like last September at the AIM conference, I think, if I'm not wrong. And this was after a year of a lot of people hiring for a, a DE&I role. And that was the role that she was currently sitting at. I think it was EPM Mortgage. Um, I might be mess- messing up the acronym a little bit, but at a lender. And I was chatting with her about like, hey, I would love to get your input as we've been writing all these features. What are your thoughts on that role? What are your thoughts on what the job description of that role is? And how does a company empower that position to actually make a change? And one of her responses that she commonly kind of pointed back to was, you know, it's it's not supposed to be something that you check a box on. It's not supposed to be this press release that a company puts out of, look, we just hired this diversity, equity, inclusion officer, look at us, check that off the box. And then that person never goes beyond that, or they don't empower the role beyond that and interviewing her. And then I brought in other voices into this piece to figure who are in those roles or helping lead that conversation to kind of get the, um, the, their latest thoughts and answers on either their role in the space, how other people can empower that role. Um, I also like included Keenan Chen, who's over at Clear Capital, who works in the appraisal space, which is a huge conversation right now around um, minority home ownership and racial inequality within you know appraisals. And so he he dives into how his specific company or his theme, which is appraisals, plays a role in this whole conversation. And I think it's just this common narrative that we've talked a lot over the last two years because there's been a lot of hirings and we also have a people mover section in the magazine, but it was kind of using this as a, a way to talk to lenders, hopefully, or even real estate companies who read the magazine and be able to look at these answers. And I would want to quote them correctly, especially in a lot of these. If you look through, you have people like for Delilah, for example, I asked her, you know, what are some of the key responsibilities? And she even just mentioned for her, which I thought was very transparent of her, she is meets regularly with a group of women who are in this role um, to talk about, and it's even, you know, it's newer in the mortgage industry compared to other industries like Disney and Coca-Cola, she mentions, who maybe have had these roles for much longer. But she talks about the need for her to even be in this group so she can chat with them about what does this role look like and even giving them support among themselves with their roles. Because in Delilah's words, like she didn't grow up with this as a role. You don't have a just like we've all seen a CMO growing up, or we've all seen a CEO, there's not really someone that you can point to. Is like this is what this role should look like, and the importance for her of having that group to have, as I guess, like a better word, like a mastermind with about how how this should work. And so that's also kind of what this issue can serve. You have people like Ty Christensen, who's the director of government affairs, diversity, equity, inclusion officer at CBC Mortgage Agency, who we've chatted with quite a bit. 
she answers it that um, she believes like that the role should leverage best practices and resources to encourage a culture of inclusion for employees of all races, um, ethnicities and genders, and kind of providing this way to actually provide resources and opportunities to educate kind of the team members there. And just recommend going into her. I already mentioned Keenan. You also have someone like um, Pam Perry, who we had the pleasure of putting on the cover last year. She is the single family vice president of equitable housing at Freddie Mac. So she brings in this government angle of what the government's doing. And then it kind of rhymes out with Montel Watson, who was actually just promoted before I was able to chat with him for this Q&A. He, Q&A, he now serves as the director of diversity lending at Movement Mortgage. And he really goes into um, why he believes the Knowles, the role is necessary because there's been this industry-wide disparities in lendings for some time. Um, and while they've been doing work in the space, it requires full-time attention. And he believes the entire lending community needs to step up into finding solutions. And so that's why he believes his role is important in other ways that he thinks people can actually make a tangible impact. So there's like really intense example, not intense is the wrong word, like lists of examples of what these roles can do to maybe someone out there is looking to hire for this role. And here's some great examples of how other people are leading this community. And then even how do you keep this conversation flame going? How do you not let the flame die out? Which is something Keenan Chen talks about, which is one thing right now is you want, how do you keep the momentum going around minority homeownership? And so that was kind of a lot there to unpack, but there's, I think I listed four or five people who are in that feature that we always put the magazine features online as standalone articles. So you can go online and also read it outside of the magazine and get these Q and A's from these five different, you know, leaders in this conversation to figure out how they're making a difference there. I really, I like that we were able to ask Pam that from Freddie Mac, you know, um, they've really made it an initiative to make on-time rent payments count towards um, your credit score, which we know is huge. And if you want to, expand home ownership, one of the things you have to do is look at the way that we we do credit scoring. And, and we know from different conferences we've been at that this is on the mind of the regulators right now. W- what is the role that credit scoring plays when you're looking at risk of, of loans? It's very important to know, you know what a person's financial standing is, but how exactly you create that credit score is so important. And and in many ways, it's a black box. So really interesting to see Freddie Mac and now Fannie Mae making on-time rent payments part of that um, credit scoring. And then again, uh, Freddie Mac had some groundbreaking research that really helped, you know, as we look at the appraisal bias situation, they were able to pull together some research from their um, from their records and their stats to really help us look at the data behind that. And that has really spurred a conversation and spurred action on there needs to be something done here. It, it has been really hard to get um, data on what is happening um, in appraisals. And if there is appraisal bias that is systemic, if it's you know, relegated to individual appraisers, if it's the way that we do it. And and that data has really helped in that conversation. So I feel like um, the people that you spotlighted here are really making very important moves to really help homeownership. They don't just talk about it. They are in the, in the weeds on it. They are in the trenches uh, working towards that. That's a great way to put it. Is they're in, they're in the weeds of it. They're living and breathing this every day. Um, and people with that, uh, I think I said it in my intro for the article, but this isn't the first time we've talked to these people about these conversations. So very much an ongoing conversation. I sat with a lot of these people on a panel at our last House and More annual conference on a similar conversation about how to increase minority homeownership or 
how I'm wording that correctly, I think how to increase minority homeownerships, homeowners into houses. Um, and so just a common uh, conversation that we're able to have with these people. Absolutely. Keenan, I've, uh, I've had him on my podcast and I've been on his podcast for Clear Capital. So, you know, talking about these issues. Um, what are some of the other things that you spotlight in the magazine? I think, um, you know, on, on this issue, we also had a commentary from Jessica Lotz, correct? Yep. Also focuses on the similar theme of the issue, which is minority home ownership. She is over at NAR and was able to dive into just the different challenges that she's seeing when it comes to um, decreasing the homeownership gap. I think that was the wording that earlier I was kind of stumbling over. So making sure that we are able to get more people into homes. And she just outlines, I think earlier, you mentioned the power of research and some of the data that's come out. She cites some three, three actually powerful reports that she was able to look at or cite when it comes to NAR. That would just be important information to have when it comes to um, the breakdown of homeownership um, and various other snapshots in that space. So that's another good one that goes right back to our theme of the issue. I agree. And Jessica has been a great source for some of that data in the past, continues to be a great source because NAR does have so much data. I mean, they're, they're across all the markets. They've got a pretty widespread understanding of what's happening in the housing market. So that is always really valuable to us. So anything else that you'd like to uh, point out about the magazine? Of course, I always have to. And always, I mean, just like it ends the magazine, I'll use it to end the kind of this conversation, which is kudos. This one was also near in, uh, one that I really enjoyed uh, working with Zeri De La Cuesta, who um, helps kind of oversee our kudos section. I attended the California Mortgage Bankers Association's conference, their Innovators One, Earlier this year, I think it was in March, I was able to chat with and meet uh, Paul Gigliotti. I learned how to pronounce his name once. Sorry, Paul, for butchering that a little bit. But he is the president of Access Lending Academy. And why I point them out and what was kind of different about this kudos compared to other kudos was uh, Access Lending Academy is a nonprofit company that's really trying to change the talent pool in the mortgage industry. And it's it takes a look into the example of a company that's trying to bridge the DEI education gap in the industry, and so his goal and he's created kind of for now, um, or at least in the past few sessions, kind of this virtual environment to help get more you know LOs and talent into the space and kind of try to address the diver- the lack of diversity in the industry, and so. He's used this nonprofit and I'd recommend going through answers questions like how did he, you know, establish it? How does this help actually solve the talent shortage? How does he even tap into technology to help equip and make this a competitive talent pool along with some of their goals going forward? And basically their goal is looking to make a shift long-term in the industry and creating inclusive cultures and environments that are open to out-of-box thinking and different ideas and approaches to and from diverse individuals who kind of bring different perspectives to the industry. And I think that's just um, the reason I spotlighted this for kudos or why it fit in with the theme of the magazine is this is a company that is a nonprofit giving a direct example of here's how someone's trying to make a difference in the industry. And I think it was Delilah Ramos in the feature I wrote with her. I think she mentioned it that or her and I just chatted about it, about the importance of also just having someone that, you know, talks like you or looks like you as your LO, or maybe you can speak your same language when you're going to buy a home. And I think something like Access Lending Academy helps 
create that. And that's the power of creating diverse talent in this industry. So just like that commentary, the kudos, the feature, they all feed into the same topic. I love that. And and we know that that is a huge issue. I, I can't... Um, wrap this up without talking about the tribute that CoreLogic put in this, that we, that we have in this magazine uh, for Frank Nothaft. So he is somebody who is so beloved in this industry and he passed away in June, really unexpectedly young guy. He was their chief economist before that. He was the chief economist at uh, Freddie Mac and just a guy that, you know, um, was helpful to so many. We loved Frank. He um, was on different panels of ours. He wrote things for us and was always a great source so I would just um, say, you know, also don't don't miss that. That was a really uh, sweet remembrance of him, and I think that, you know, it's it's hard when we're when you know someone through work and we're just spread out. It's not like you can go and talk to someone about it. And it's one of the things that we really wanted to include in this magazine was just a tribute to someone who did so much for our industry. Yeah, left such a long lasting impact and legacy. And so um, I'm glad you brought that up because that truly was. Um, something that we uh, wanted to include because I know many in this industry knew him and cared about him and worked with him. He was a, he was a great guy. So um, Brenna, thank you so much for, for being on. Thanks for talking about this magazine. Thanks for all the hard work you do on this magazine. For us, the magazine is really to memorialize what's happening that is of lasting value. It, that That's not just the, the headlines, which we do really well on our digital site, but in print, we're really talking about things that, you know, will still be relevant three months from now, six months from now, a year from now. And it's a lot of work, but I think you did a great job. And I love all of the people that we spotlight and talk about in this magazine. So thank you for being on. Of course. And look forward to August for our Women of Influence. Excited to chat again in a month. Absolutely. Thanks, Brenna. How have the 2022 housing market forecast changed? Or how is the industry navigating the shift to a purchase-driven market? HousingWire's premium content program, HW Plus, answers questions like these and offers a variety of member-exclusive benefits that are tailored to what you need to stay competitive and agile in today's fast-paced market. Go to housingwire.com forward slash membership to join today. With your HW Plus membership, you get access to longer form digital content, the Housing Wire magazine, member exclusive rates to in-person events like Housing Wire Annual, and more. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to take a minute to rate the show and leave a comment. And make sure to tune in tomorrow for more news and insight.